It's time to tune in to Hot Seat Haas. You are now tuned in to Hot Seat Haas. It doesn't matter if you're Gen Z, Millennial, or Straight Up Boomer. Give it up for your host, Hot Seat Haas. The following podcast contains explicit language. You can support this podcast within the Anchor app. And just like that, we're back. Welcome to the Hot Seat Haas podcast. You are now part of a community in touch with culture, education, and collective empowerment. And now, your host, Hot Seat Haas. One thing for sure, one law that was passed is clearly being practiced right now because I smell some weed. Someone is smoking. <laughs> Someone is smoking. <laughs> All right. You smell that, you smell that, Marsha? This is an interesting clip of Jon Stewart defending Dave Chappelle's SNL monologue during a recent appearance on The Late Night Show. Jon Stewart defended Dave Chappelle's controversial Saturday Night Live monologue, where the comedian was accused of normalizing and popularizing anti-Semitism by the Anti-Defamation League, comma, during an appearance on The Late Show. Stewart has been friends with Chappelle for over two decades, dating back to at least when they appeared together in the 1998 comedy Half-Baked. The two also performed shows together in the past few years. Everybody calls me like, you see Dave on SNL and I say yes, we're very good friends. I always watch and send nice texts. Stewart told host Stephen Colbert, he normalized anti-Semitism with the monologue, and I'm like, I don't know if you've been on comment sections on most news articles, but it's pretty fucking normal. Anti-Semitism, it's incredibly normal. But the one thing I will say is I don't believe that censorship and penalties are the way to end anti-Semitism or to not gain understanding. I don't believe in that. It's the wrong way for us to approach it. Following the 15-minute monologue, ADL CEO Jonathan Greenblatt tweeted of Chappelle's routine, We shouldn't expect at Dave Chappelle to serve as society's moral compass, but disturbing to see at NBC SNL not just normalize but popularize antisemitism. Why are Jewish sensitivities denied or diminished at almost every turn? Why does our trauma trigger applause? However, Stewart defended both what Chappelle said, as well as his right to say it, and stressed the importance of having these conversations in the open. Dave said something in the SNL monologue that I thought was constructive, which he says, It shouldn't be this hard to talk about things. I'm called anti-Semitic because I'm against Israel's treatment of Palestinians. I'm called other things from other people based on other opinions that I have. But those shut down debate, Stewart said. Whether it be comedy or discussion or anything else, if we don't have the wherewithal to meet each other with what's reality, then how do we move forward? If we all just shut it down, then we retreat to our little corners of misinformation and it metastasizes. The whole point of all this is to not let it metastasize and to get it out in the air and talk about it. The conversation then turned to Kyrie Irving and Kanye West, two more high-profile people in hot water over anti-Semitism. The Kanye thing, he can be erratic, and he says things, that didn't surprise me. The Kyrie thing surprised me, you don't expect to get it from someone named Irving. Stewart quipped, really thought he was one of ours. Kyrie Irving, they suspended him from playing basketball. If you want to punish this man, send him to the Knicks. Stewart added, penalizing somebody for having a thought, I don't think is the way to change their minds or gain understanding. This is a grown-ass man. The idea that you would say to him, we're going to put you in a timeout. You have to sit in the corner and stare at the wall until you no longer believe that the Jews control the international banking system to not deal with it in a straightforward manner. We will never gain any kind of understanding with each other. Rolling Stone.
Hey, everybody, we're back here with the host of The Problem with Jon Stewart. Jon Stewart. Jon Stewart. Mm, mm. I want to I I talk to you about something. We, we, you and I had a, a, a fascinating conversation last yes. week. It was actually, I think it was the day after the election. I think it was Wednesday, because mm. I called you up on the drive-in to go, hey, how about that last night? Not, not what we thought. Like, wasn't a rising tide of fascism. Perhaps the tide wasn't as rising as fast as we thought. Kind of nice, everything. But got to say, though, not great to see a lot of sort of uh, updrafting of some, you know, uh, casual anti-Semitism or some sort of old kind of Kabbalistic conspiracy theories well, out there. The Jews, and you were like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah the great. Jews are... So, so last week, it was after the, there was the Kanye situation and then obviously the, the Kyrie situation. And after the Kyrie situation, Kyrie Irving, uh, on Twitter was trending the Jews. It was just the, for the words the Jews mm -hmm. uh, trending on Twitter. Yeah. And so it was, it was bittersweet. Because it's always nice to trend on Twitter. I mean, that... It's never bad. Uh, it's yeah. never bad, but it's never... I knew that if I checked it, it wasn't going to be like, the Jews bought everyone ice cream. Like, I knew it wasn't going to be... Yes. The Jews, ABC's new hit sitcom. That's right. Uh, but because it was Kyrie and it was about the Nets, the Jews was trending under sports, which, for us... Nice. That's a win. Never happened before. Yeah. Sandy you know, Koufax and then this. Sandy Koufax, then it was like 50 years, and then, and then this trended. It's, look, I'm, you know, as our spokes Jew, and uh, <laughs> we hear you, the people out there, and we know, you know, the power and control that the Jews have uh, collectively, because we, that's how we wield it. Sure. It's all unanimous decision. Correct. Uh, I'm not on all the committees, and, uh, but... Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know who ended uh, Kanye's Adidas deal. That wasn't my committee. I'm on uh, oil, uh, oil prices and bagel flavors. <laughs> I do bagel flavors. By the way, and I say this to all you out there who enjoy bagels, uh, Blueberry was a rogue committee. That was not us. I don't know where that came from. Mm -hmm. But uh, in terms of uh, controlling, obviously... Uh, the world. Um, sorry. <laughs> it's my hope in my lifetime, and we hear this, but it is my sincere hope that in my lifetime I do get to see a Christian president. I, I hope that... <laughs> I hope that just... I think America's ready for it. To see a president stand up and swear in, maybe on, and I say this with no regret, on a Bible. <laughs> Jews have controlled it for too long. And so it would, it would be our honor to allow you one four-year term. Just, uh, it's, it's, it's really fascinating, the... Uh, uh, you know, first of all, the Kanye thing, I think everybody, he can be erratic and he says things, and that didn't surprise me. The Kyrie thing surprised me a bit. You don't expect to get it from someone named Irving. <laughs> really thought he was one of ours. Well, no, it's very listen, it's, you're very generous. It's, you're very generous, I got to say. Thank you.
And there's a lot, everybody wants to say now, now I, everybody obviously calls me and says, like, do you see Dave on SNL? And I'm like, yes, we're very good friends. I always watch and send nice texts. He normalized anti-Semitism with the monologue. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know if you've been on comment sections on most news articles, but uh, it's pretty <laughs> normal. <laughs> like, anti-Semitism, I mean, I, I, as you know, it's, it's incredibly normal. But the one thing I will say is, I don't believe that censorship and, and penalties are the way to end anti-Semitism or to not gain understanding. I don't believe in that. And I think it's the wrong way for us to approach it. Kyrie Irving, they suspended him from playing basketball. If you want to punish this man, send him to the Knicks. I think that would be... Because I look at it like this. Anti-Semitic? Perhaps. But he can create his own shot. And that's what we're looking for. No, but in, in, in all seriousness, you know, penalizing somebody for having a thought, I don't think is the way to change their minds or, or gain understanding. This is a grown-ass man. And the idea that you would say to him, we're going to put you in a timeout. You have to sit in the corner and stare at the wall until you no longer believe that the Jews controlled the international banking system. Like, we have to get past this in the country, the ability to... Look, people think this. People think Jews control Hollywood. People think Jews control the banks. And to pretend that they don't and to not deal with it in a straightforward manner, we will never gain any kind of understanding with each other. Well, what do you imagine a more straightforward manner would be? Because people people have the right to say whatever they want. I've said that, you know, also any comic has a right to say anything sure. they want. And they'll probably find an audience for that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's been borne out the last few years. Right. But so what is the response? What What is the response? So, because people have the right to have a negative reaction to what people say on stage. I've gotten it a million times. You've gotten it a million times. Sure, absolutely. So, what do you imagine a response is to something if people perceive anti-Semitism in someone's in, well, in all, what Kyrie Irving posts right. or uh, what Kanye says or what Dave said on Saturday night? What do you think a, a good response well, first would of all, be? I think just reflexively naming things anti-Semitism is as reductive as some of the things that they might be saying. It immediately shuts down a conversation. I, I would the, say that people said that they perceived a, 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 a promulgation of even if, if with a comedic intention a promulgation of anti-Semitic tropes. That doesn't mean the person is an anti-Semite. Comedy is, is reductive. And I think part of what it is is we play with tropes because everyone has prejudice in their lives and, and in the way that they view things. And comics rely on those prejudices as a shorthand for our material. Even the wokest of comics plays with tropes to a certain extent. But my point is the most interesting thing to come out of this, in my mind, was something Kanye said on his uh, on his tour that he was doing after he said that, and then he got interviewed by five you know different people uh, because the media model is arson and conflict. Um, he said something fascinating in my mind. He said, "Hurt people, hurt people." And if the point of all this is then to heal people, the only way to heal a wound is to open it up and cleanse it. And that stings, that hurts, but you have to expose it to air. And I'm afraid that the general tenor of conversation in this country is 
cover it up, bury it, put it to the outskirts, and don't deal with it. And what I would say is, you know, look at it from a, a black perspective. It's a culture that feels that its wealth has been extracted by different groups, whites, Jews, things. Whether it's true or not isn't the issue. That's the feeling in that community. And if you don't understand that that's where it's coming from, then you can't deal with it and you can't sit down with them and explain that being in an industry isn't the same as having a nefarious and controlling interest in that industry and intention, right? And that's been the anti-Semitic trope. But you need to be able to meet people from what their community is feeling as well. So in terms of dealing with it, as I'm the way you might be able to deal with it is to say, okay, let me try to understand why you feel that way. Mm -hmm. Let me try to deconstruct. That's right. With, with facts, why that is not the case. That's right. And, but if you can't do that, if you're not allowed to say it, you know, Dave said something in the SNL monologue that I thought was instructive as well, which he says, it shouldn't be this hard to talk about things. And that is what we're talking about. Look, I can't pretend that there aren't a ton of people in this country and this world who believe that the Jews have an unreasonable amount of control over the systems and they wield it as puppet masters. I'm called anti-Semitic because I'm against Israel's treatment of Palestinians. I'm called other things from other people based on other opinions that I have. But those shut down debate, they're used as a cudgel. And whether it be comedy or discussion or anything else, if we don't have the wherewithal to meet each other with what's reality, then how do we, how do we move forward is, is my question. I don't enjoy it. Don't, don't get me wrong. You know, when, when people I admire whose music I like or things like that come out and say, how many of you are in show? But, you know, here's the deal. We have our own tropes, like a white person's success is because of privilege. A minority's success is empowerment. A Jew's success, that's a conspiracy. You feel that. I feel that. But I have to be able to express that to people. If I can't say that's bull and explain why, then where do we go? And if we all just shut it down, then we retreat to our little corners of misinformation and it metastasizes. And the whole point of all this is to not let it metastasize and to get it out in the air and talk about it. Like, like I know you don't like Jews. I see it in your eyes. <laughs> Really just one of you. <laughs> Bet Midler? Um, no, I mean, the other side of it is, you know, look, if you don't want us around, write your own Broadway shows. Well, John. Does that make sense? I know you John, disagree with this. Uh, I, you know what, John? I don't disagree with you. Really? Oh, as I said to you. Are you Stephen Colbert? Yes. I, I, I don't with the blue check system that Elon Musk has, I don't yeah. know who's who anymore. I don't disagree with you, John. I just wanted to say that.
that I condemn anti-Semitism in all of its forms, <laughs> and I stand with all of my friends in the Jewish community. A counterpoint. <laughs> we have to take another break, but we'll be right back with more Mr. John Stewart. T.I. disses Charleston White in new song and Charleston White responds. Recent controversy. T.I. and Charleston White are embroiled in beef after the infamous YouTuber recently called out tips on King Harris. Charleston White sparked the issue on October 8th, when he went on one of his candid YouTube rants, calling out Bussy Badass on Tootie Raw and tips on King XXL Mag. Who is Charleston White? Former teenage gang leader Charleston White managed to reinvent himself after serving jail time for his juvenile transgressions. Ever since Charleston walked away from his life of crime, he amassed a sizable social media following due to his YouTube commentary on rap music and other trending headlines. The Suncom, who is T.I. Clifford Joseph Harris Jr., better known by the stage names T.I. and Tip, is an American rapper, record executive, and actor. Wikipedia. To the point make you think folk on IG care about you Well I will drop you from a place so far from grace White folks adopt you Leave no trade, cop police don't need more mace I see your face It's a teachable moment we can see what he want I tell my son Tell that fuck nigga he got it if he the opponent Listen to me, his death is life Every time he open his eyes Another funeral he lived through Cause a coward dies A thousand deaths Look at how far he done broke himself Give him enough rope He will surely be done hung himself huh. Listen, catch a nigga Seen a bunch of nigga Ate up in the street like the munchin' nigga Head swole like a pumpkin nigga Got a new banana for a monkey nigga Hold up, hop and stand up Nigga round up, they get level Where's my shovel? Never will be on my level Tell the truth to shame the devil No brake press or gas pedals all I know, niggas say they bet the house's ass battles on the low. Hey, what a day, my son respond to what a fuck niggas say. I end up on the internet going back and forth with a J. Use a never war, suck a dick to get a dub, nigga. 9 11, come and get them, I know who they were, nigga. I got standards. King of the South, get your ass cussed out, trying to call me King of Atlanta. That'll be Gucci, net door neighbor, that'll be future, nigga. My son responded, what the fuck niggas say? I end up on the internet going back and forth with a J. Use a never war, suck a dick to get a dub, nigga. 9 11, come and get them, I know who they were, nigga. Y'all, we got us a hit. Somebody tell T.I., we got us a hit. I want to be in the remix. You put me in the video, then you just can't make a song about me and not put me in the video. And you ain't rapped that good since I brought you back out. Yeah, 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 you're a has-been. Never was, used to be, and has-been.